We can come up with an excuse for just about anything we really don't want to do. And when it comes to decluttering our homes, I've found that there are usually five excuses people will give for not getting started. Now, I'm not trying to call you out. Wait, that's a lie. That's exactly what I'm doing in this episode. But I promise I won't be harsh. It'll just be a good little kick in the behind that you need. Hi, and welcome to the Habits and Home Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lazat, and I help busy moms bring order to their homes by downsizing and decluttering and ditching old habits in exchange for systems that bring peace and more enjoyment to their lives. We have too much stuff, not enough space or time, and lack the motivation to get our life together. We need simplified solutions to tame the chaos around us and be available, both mind and body, to experience all the joy that life has to offer. Are you ready, friend? Let's get started. Excuse number one, you think you lack the time it takes to declutter. I hear this so often among busy mamas. Actually, I hear it from all busy women, whether you're a mom or not. We're working, we're running kids to all their activities, we're cooking, shopping, cleaning, the list goes on. The last thing on our to-do list is going to be to make time to declutter. Because this is probably what goes through most of our heads. If I start decluttering, that means I'm going to pull everything out and it's going to create an even bigger mess. The kids are going to distract me or get into everything, and everything is just going to be strewn all over the house and defeat the purpose of me decluttering in the first place. Then it's going to get late, I'm going to run out of time or energy, and everything is just going to be left out. Plus, I won't know what to do with everything once it's out. Then it's going to sit out for days. Then after a while, I'll end up shoving it all back into a cabinet or closet. Does this thought process sound like something you have thought? Let me just tell you, I wholeheartedly relate. Y'all, you know I share my life on social media. Well, if you don't, go follow me on social media. I share my whole life. And I share my decluttering projects with you. If you were following me a couple months ago, you saw when I decluttered our bedroom closet. I had been hinting around to Jared for a long time, like months or even a couple of years, that we needed to go through his clothes and see if there's anything he wanted to get rid of. One day, he was sick in the bed with COVID, with nothing to do, and he agreed to let me declutter his side of the closet. Everything was going great. He was on board, he was cooperative, but then it got late. I got tired and the closet was left undone for the next day and the next. And I think it was two weeks later that I finally finished decluttering the closet. Y'all, decluttering and organizing is my business. It's what I do for a living. Let me just tell you that even I, as a professional organizer, still struggle with completing my decluttering projects. I have to make time and I have to discipline myself to do it. It doesn't just come easy like you might think it does. Okay, back to our excuse that you just don't have time to declutter. Now, I'm not going to tell you that you're currently doing some things that you could stop doing and use that time to declutter. Things like watching TV or scrolling your phone. That's what you hear from every motivational speaker. But I'm not going to be one of those people. If you use that time to scroll social media, 
then do it. But here's what I am going to encourage you to do. Scroll until you get sick of scrolling. Scroll until you get sick of not getting anything accomplished. Scroll until you get tired of watching everyone else transfer in their lives and share about it on social media. It's when your desire of where you spend your time changes that your actions start to change. You will spend your time where you want to spend your time. That's why you will hear people say that you do have time to do things. You just don't want to make the time for this particular activity. So I'm going to give you the most basic solution for finding time to declutter and get more organized in your life. Change your want to's. Simple as that. Figure out how to develop your desire so deeply that you can't help but start moving towards the action that you want to take. So how do you do that? Well, you're doing it right now if you're listening to this podcast. You're hoping I'm going to inspire and give you some kind of gold nugget that is going to help you start making a difference in your life. Well, let me break the news to you. I can inspire you, but you can only become motivated if you are expecting to become motivated. You've already started the incline in motivation once you took the first step to seek inspiration. Change your want to's and you will find time to get things done that you really want to get done. Excuse number two, you think you don't have enough space, enough storage, or you think your house is too small. Here's the truth, plain and simple. We really don't need as much as we think we need. We've just convinced ourselves that we need lots of options, lots of accessories, lots of everything. One of something is great, but oh, to have two of something is even better. Better yet, it's great to have three or four. How many of y'all have found the perfect shirt at the department store? Perfect color, the perfect fit, and you end up buying multiple colors of it. (laughs) I mean, this isn't necessarily a bad thing because I'm pretty picky about the fit of my clothes, and when I finally find something that I love, I don't want it to ever go away. So I end up buying multiples of the shirt just to make sure that I always have it. (laughs) But have you ever heard the saying, too much of a good thing is no longer a good thing? I tell my kids this all the time when they want all the sugary snacks and endless amounts of gaming time. They don't believe me until they have tummy aches and feel hungover from staring at their screens for too long. You probably know that eyes glaze over look all too well yourself. That's when I start singing, mother knows best. (laughs) My kids love it. Okay, let's overcome this mind game that we don't have enough space and let's get real with each other. You and I both know it's not that you don't have enough space. It's that you have too much stuff. I've heard people say they don't have enough closets or any upper cabinets. The problem isn't your storage. The problem is that you think you need everything to survive and be happy. Honestly, your happiness is found in actually having less stuff to manage. Listen, let me tell you about my friend Michelle. Michelle has 11 kids, yes, 11. And she is still sane and loves them all dearly. God bless her soul. Her family lives in a small three-bedroom house and they homeschool. So that means they are always at home. 
she has utilized every inch of her home to best fit her family, which also means only keeping what is loved, what is purposeful, and what is necessary. She has created systems in her home so everyone feels comfortable. There is no way she could have excessive clutter with a family that big and there not be chaos. But when you see her family out in public, they are orderly and they're under control. Some of us are just struggling with the two or three kids that we have. And Michelle is doing it beautifully with 11. So the moral of that story is you probably do have enough space. You just have to be a problem solver with the space you have. Keep this in mind. Don't have more than what you have room for. As well as even though you might have the room for it, You don't need it all and you don't have to fill up the space. It's okay to have empty cabinets. It's okay to have empty drawers. It is okay to have bare walls. Repeat after me. It is okay. Excuse number three. Your family doesn't like to get rid of anything. I just sensed a whole bunch of hallelujahs and amens across the world. I have definitely found myself saying this from time to time, but you know what? We can quickly point fingers at people we live with and accuse them of being the reason we have clutter and chaos, but here's the facts. You are the gatekeeper of your home, and more often than not, it's you who decides what comes in and what stays in. You won't see your husband toting things off to the goodwill. It's usually you. If you're constantly drowning in stuff, then you're not even aware of the influence you have on your family. Start with your own stuff first. Minimize the objects in your personal spaces before you start attacking somebody else's clutter. Because here's the thing, your family hasn't been researching or seeking out solutions for this clutter problem. Did you hear those air quotes? This clutter problem that you've been dealing with. So, of course, they're not going to be as excited as you are. And they're not going to share in this new motivation that you've all of a sudden mustered up. If they're living happily in your home without any complaints or any stress, then they probably don't even see that there's a problem. So here you come bebopping along after listening to a motivating podcast just like this one, and you expect everyone to just jump on board and throw everything away. Okay, let's reverse the situation for just a minute. Say your husband comes home from work and he's been listening to podcasts about living in Alaska, (laughs) living in Alaska all day while he's been driving in his truck. He comes in all excited and has decided that he's going to change your entire lifestyle, move everyone across the country to the last frontier. (laughs) This is slightly based on a true story because Jared is obsessed with the idea of living in Alaska. However, for me, this would not be a hard sell. You, on the other hand, may not be as eager to jump on your husband's bandwagon. Even though you do support his dreams and want him to pursue things that he's interested in, he would need to prove that this lifestyle is something that he's serious about. He would need to show that it has value and it has merit. He would need to lead by example first and get you used to the changes little by little. So do you see now how pushing someone to change into something you want isn't as easy as just getting them to throw everything away. You're on board with this lifestyle change, 
but your people aren't yet. Your family members don't want to get rid of anything because they don't see the problem with having all of the things. And if you force them to get started before they're ready, then they will feel like you don't respect them and their personal preferences. You're going to come across as pushy and nagging. So how do you get your family to get rid of things? This is the million dollar question I get asked all the time. And the problem is there just isn't a one size fits all answer. But here's what I will tell you. Once again, you have to become a problem solver. You have to try different solutions to see what works. Sometimes it takes you leading by example, or it may take someone like a professional organizer to spark some motivation in everyone. Keep this in mind. People want whatever makes their life better, whatever makes their life simpler, and whatever makes their life more fulfilling. You have to figure out a way to make your family members feel that way. That's when they'll start trusting your judgment and trust you leading them to a more minimal lifestyle. You have to make it about them and how it can help them and not how it helps you. I'm going to say this one more time before we move on to the next excuse. Take care of your own business first before you focus on somebody else's clutter. All right, excuse number four. Some of us are blaming our parents or the way we were raised for our current clutter. Now listen, I'm super gentle and very patient in my decluttering business. And there are some tough mental blocks that I have to work through with clients. One of those blocks we work through are habits that we learned during childhood. Let me tell you, it is not easy to undo these behaviors, but it is doable. And it all goes back to what we talked about in the beginning, our desire. If you have the will, you will find the way. I wouldn't consider my mom a hoarder, but she was definitely a sentimentalist. She held on to every piece of artwork, every childhood toy, and every holiday decoration, and so much more. I remember our entire house being pretty much clutter-free, except for her bedroom. I remember her having piles of boxes lining her bedroom walls. And their bedroom was pretty big, so it wasn't enough for me to like qualify her for the hoarders show, but it was enough that I noticed. And now being a mom myself, thinking back to that, I would totally be stressed out having that in my bedroom. So as a child, I learned that that's just what moms do. They save everything because after all, our children are eventually going to want every Thanksgiving turkey hand and every handwriting practice paper and even the little bus tag that you put on the front of your shirt on the first day of kindergarten. Yes, we're going to want all that one day. And they're going to be so excited to get all of these boxes of childhood memorabilia so they can show their kids and their kids can show their kids and their kids can show their kids and so on. <laughs> and not only that, they're, we're also going to show them everything that belonged to great grandma so-and-so. <laughs> Do you see the legacy and obligation we're creating for our children? The habit of saving everything? Now, don't get me wrong. There's some fun in a few nostalgic things and family heirlooms, but when you find yourself unable to part with anything because you feel obligated to hold on to everything because it was a part of your family, 
then you have to work through those blocks and decide if you're going to continue living in this mentality of collecting and saving or that you're going to break free from it and break the cycle. The cycle of keeping things and those things becoming clutter. Just because you never learned how to live a more minimal lifestyle doesn't mean that you can't start now. And my best advice is if your mom is more on the sentimental side, like my mom was, it may be best not to have her over when you start throwing things away. If there's something that you want to get rid of and you know that it would be special to your mom or to another family member, create a small, and I want to emphasize the word small, a small pile for them. Then they can decide if they have room for it at their house. In my opinion, though, if it's in your home, you ultimately get to decide what to do with it. Excuse number five. Some of you are blaming your lack of know-how. I'm just going to make this one short and sweet. There is no excuse this day and age for not knowing anything. You have all of the resources you could ever want right at your fingertips. You can take an online class or a workshop on decluttering. I'm actually working on one right now for you. So stay tuned for that announcement in the near future. But you can watch YouTube videos and Marie Kondo shows to get you ideas and to get you started. You can even listen to podcasts and motivational speakers. You can search Pinterest and see lots of different pictures to get you inspired to start decluttering. There is literally no excuse for you not to know how to declutter. Now, I will say you can know everything in the world, but if you don't put it into practice, then it will never happen. Like I mentioned earlier, some of us have mental blocks. We feel stuck and we just can't get started. Or we get started and don't follow through to the end. Or we complete our project to the end, but find ourselves faced with the same piles of clutter a couple of weeks later. Sometimes the putting it into practice is the part we get stuck on. And that's why I love helping people work through their clutter and their disorganization. I work with clients one-on-one, in person and online, and soon I'm going to be launching a group organizing workshop. And I would love to work with you. If you find that you have the motivation, but either lack the know-how or the drive to just follow through with the decluttering of your home and life, then you are someone I want to work with. I want to stay in touch with you and let you know when my workshops and online courses are ready. When the programs launch, I'll send you a short email and invite you on this journey with me. It'll be up to you if you think we're a good fit for each other and if one of the opportunities I have for you is right for you. Go over to habitsandhome.com slash workshops and drop your email to stay in touch. You'll be the first to know when the courses and programs are available to the public. I have confidence that you are going to benefit from the work and passion I'm pouring into building this program for you. I can't wait for you to see it and experience it. Let's recap the excuses that we talked about today so we can address these excuses in our own lives and start getting more things done. Number one, you think you lack the time to declutter. We know that's not true. You have to make time for what you want to do, so you have to change your wanter. Number two, your family doesn't like to get rid of anything. We're not going to focus on our family. We're going to focus on ourselves first. Number three, you think you don't have enough space? 
enough storage or your house is too small. Well, we know that's not true either because we have more than what we need. We have to downsize what we have and make the storage that we do have work for our lifestyle. Excuse number four, some of us are blaming our parents or the way we were raised for our current clutter. We can no longer blame our parents for the way they raised us. We are big kids. We are adults. We have to start taking responsibility for our own lives. No more blaming our parents or our childhood. We know the steps that we need to take to start creating and establishing better habits. Excuse number five, some of us are blaming our lack of know-how. There's no excuse for that because anything you want to know is out there for you to learn. Okay, friends, no more making excuses. You know what you have to do. Now go do it. And I'll check in with you next week right here on the Habits and Home Show. Hey friend, are you ready to dive in, start decluttering, and become more productive in life and in business? Well, I have the solution for you. Head on over to habitsandhome.com slash freebies to grab my three-step guide for downsizing and decluttering any room in your home. This is the tried and true method I use with every client in my professional organizing business, and I know it will help you too. Also, I'd love to connect with you. You can find me hanging out with my family and renovating our farmhouse over on Instagram or Facebook. Until next time, I'm Lisa at the Habits and Home Show.